This is Caesar over here. Welcome to Caesar and the Wise Guy Sports Buzz Podcast. This is our first podcast together. We want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing to our website. And if you get a chance, please sign up and subscribe at CaesarandTheWiseGuy.com where you can check out our latest blogs and podcasts because we really want to hear your opinions. You can also check us out on Twitter at Caesar and Wise Guy and drop us a comment. And here's Wise Guy. What's up, Wise Guy? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Wise Guy over here. Hey, yo. Listen, I want to thank everybody for following Caesar and the Wise Guy Sports Buzz podcast. We're going to get deep into some topics with you tonight, and we're going to give you the sports buzz that you need. I want to tell you, Friday evening, the NFL had released an 81-second video of Commissioner Roger Goodell in the basement of his home in Bronxville, New York. That served as another marker of the shift in how mainstream America and sports discusses race. Yo, my man sees you got a little bit of that statement for our followers? Yeah, he Roger Goodell just definitely released a video statement on Twitter. And this is coming right after players such as Odell Beckham, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they use the hashtag stronger together. You know, it's a Black Lives Matter video and their NFL followed up and Roger Goodell right at the forefront. He literally said, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and admit that we were wrong for not listening to players earlier and encourage all of you to speak out and peacefully protest. I mean, the level of cringe after he posted this video on Twitter uh, is absolutely off the charts. I mean, this goes for both sides, whether you agree with him or not, whether you agree with Colin Kaepernick, whether he disrespected the flag or not. As a football fan or just a regular person, you still have to cringe after watching that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you got to. But Goodell, you got to understand, is just a spokesman for the actual owners who all benefit from this whole entire messed up system. Sure, Mm -hmm. he may have looked like a goddamn asshole, but what about Arthur Blank, who owns the Falcons? Or what about Woody Johnson, who owns the Jets, who's a political, and I mean, yo, I'm a Jets fan to the heart, but he's he's a political appointee and lives overseas. Or Jerry Jones, (laughs) the owner of the Cowboys. Those are the real owners of the NFL. And it didn't sit well with the owners. They didn't want involvement with what Goodell said. That's, that, that's crazy, man. (laughs) But many people, Mm -hmm. many people and players like Michael Thomas of the saints and Tyron Matthew and many other players supported Goodell's statement. They thought that the message was well sent, but like you said, So many other people criticized Goodell, and it wasn't like for what the owners criticized them for. It was particularly for Colin Kaepernick, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback who protested police brutality by kneeling during the national anthem in 2016. He was the first one who did it, has not played a down since that season ended. Yeah, and it's coming closer to the four-year mark. I think it was August of 2016. He uh, Kaepernick did that in, uh, yeah, definitely 2016. And here's my question. My question is, how is it even possible for Roger Goodell to even say this and not mention Colin Kaepernick's name at the end? You know, whether you appreciate what Kaepernick did or not, the question is, is what is the NFL and Roger Goodell really admitting they did wrong? Huh. If they are not inviting him back to play 
What is that. the wrongdoing? Why don't you elaborate on that? And let's be real here. This is no, coming after. Talk. This is exactly coming after. You know, Patrick Mahomes' Twitter post. You know, is the biggest, youngest star in the NFL. He's Pat Mahomes coming off a Super Bowl. He's a basically walking endorsement. The fact that the NFL immediately <laughs> gravitated to this message, it was just so obvious. The NFL is just full of star athletes, and this is what makes the owners rich. You know, as far as I'm concerned, from Roger Goodell's perspective, you know, he's already reached the statute of sports limitation. You shouldn't even be allowed to apologize four years later. Like I said, what are you apologizing for? And this is realizing after hundreds of businesses, not just the NFL, are now trying to make a profit off these messages, which is really sad if you think about it. Because well, a lot of yeah, a lot of these businesses did not really actually care about endorsing these messages. They speak quite quite real about this. It's and it's really amazing what money and the thought of losing money can do to you or your business. See, you sound a little uh, you sound a little heated about this, man. You're usually the calm one instead of me, but I agree <laughs> with you. I, I agree with you completely. This whole sentiment came a little bit uh, too little, too late. If you know what I mean, not mentioning cap or uh, or taking any responsibility for this whole thing. I mean, what does it really mean? If Goodell is sitting on top of an organization, look at it this way, which has three black coaches, two black GMs, and Colin Kaepernick hanging all over the entire NFL organization like a ton of bricks, you cannot, I repeat, you cannot stand up there and say, all right, well, I get it now. Sorry. Or something like yeah. that. You know, it, it, it's way too late for that, man. You got to say, here's what we got to do now. Here's what we got to do moving forward. And it all starts with Kaepernick being put on a roster at the beginning of the season, period. Taking action more than words. You hear that all the time. You hear that it's a basically just facet of life. You got to do the action to really prove to the people what you're really about. Now, exactly. obviously, we can't expect them to relate to this. You know, it just seems too fabricated. It's just generic. I mean, you can just tell by his expressions. It's almost, I read a funny comment on Twitter the other day. Uh, after seeing the video, they commented saying, is Roger Goodell held as a hostage right now? It's like somebody took him as a hostage and forced <laughs> him to make to make the video. And I thought that was hilarious because like, are you, are you missing is a guy, you know, holding him at gunpoint. That's all you're missing there. So that's pretty much what it was. It's a, they say people have photo ops. There's a, this is a video op is what it is. No, that's hilarious. That's funny. Speaking of Twitter, I'm a, I got a question for you. Trivia question. Here you go. Cease sports trivia question. You ready? Go ahead. Late Sunday night. Somebody took to Twitter and there's only one person on Twitter who's more well known than at Caesar and wise guy. Who is it? Hmm. Beats me. Go ahead. I'll give you a Patrick Ewing jersey if you can answer. Go ahead. <laughs> President Donald Trump took to Twitter oh. this past <laughs> this past late Sunday night. Only person who's more popular on Twitter than us, bro. And and he questioned Goodell's statement, of course, specifically mm -hmm. asking if it meant that the league would allow players to protest during the national anthem. And he was yeah. calling and, and he was calling the whole practice disrespecting toward the U.S., towards the flag. The whole tweet was talking about that. And Trump's question had, in my opinion, essentially been asked and answered by Goodell's statement, 
which the commissioner said that the NFL would encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Yes, and it's and it's very clear what Trump is hinting. You know, he he was public about what Kaepernick did. He called him a what son of a bitch. Uh, so he's very clear about you know not. I mean, I definitely understand. I guess where he's coming from, disrespecting right. the flag, but. Just sure. like a lot of people, it's going way over their head. They're, they actually, you know, Kaepernick loves his country. He want, you know, he has family who's fought in wars. They've, you know, lived and died for this country. So he wants to improve it. He wants to make it better by alerting others, making people aware of police brutality. Right. But that's, know. yes, this is about, this is all about systematic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality. I mean, that's what he's trying to protest, you know? Exactly. That's and what it's what, about. What Trump was uh, pretty much criticizing Adele is like, are you insinuating that when it comes to the start of the NFL season that you're going to allow these NFL players to take a kneel, you know, f- during the national anthem? And we know what Donald Trump is going to do. He's basically going to flip a lid just like he did, you know, Back in 2016, 2017, when this is happening, uh, we're going to see the same thing. And and for the NFL, luckily for them, it's probably just going to create ratings. Almost feels like it's like the WWE of sports, really. I mean, what happened to the NFL the last time this happened? It didn't really dwindle down or spiral down into uh, seclusion. It's still the number one make money making sport in the whole country. You know, I agree, and, and, and we can't blame our commander and tweet. For making this an issue of race, can we? Look, mm-hmm. if it offends if it offends anybody watching the players kneel during the anthem, then just simply don't watch it. The NFL is going to be fine. And if you don't think that this is going to be happening in any other sports leagues, I think people are sadly mistaken because the players are going to start to have a voice too. Exactly. And uh, speaking of voices, uh, Drew Brees in an interview with Yahoo Finance, out of all things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and such a bad time to say him and he, he was with his wife. I guess he was speaking for him and his wife. Quote unquote, he said, we will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States. And this is referring mm-hmm. to NFL players kneeling. That means basically he had four years of engaging and listening to his teammates and other players in this matter of why they really kneel. So he's probably heard dozens of dozens of explanations to hi. Hey, this is why we're kneeling. I hope you understand. And guess what? His rebuttal must have been. Yeah, but you can't do that. The flag is sacred. You can't. I, I, I would imagine he lost count of how many times he used that rebuttal. And, and he was actually just to be, you know, give him credit. He was actually fairly consistent because he was actually uh, for the protest against police brutality back in 2016. Uh, Drew Brees just didn't like the fact that the flag was being used. So he was actually already put himself out there when it came to his opinion. So, you know, credit to him, he, he stayed consistent. But the only issue that people are having is the fact that he's, after four years, he still feels this way. The fact that he can't understand people kneeling and the fact that now after the the backlash he's getting against his entire reputation and his legacy, I mean, this is Drew Brees. He's trying to be the number one quarterback of all time for the most part. And yeah. all of a sudden it became well, well, easier. Well, he's going to go to the yeah. Hall of Fame. No, uh. well, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And it's funny to me because it's all of a sudden because of the backlash, it became easier for him to fully understand why the players did what they did. Really, also, I just also have a problem with those people who pretended to be offended by what he said. There's a lot of fake talkers out there who said acting like they're offended, but they're really not. You know, they just want right. to use this for like a popcorn material. This is like the 
popcorn material for social media. I just thought that was hilarious. Sure. Well, look, look, I'm going to give you an opinion from the wise guy. Look, only a misguided, alleged, quote unquote, patriot thinks kneeling during the national anthem is disrespectful that, to the flag. OK, mm-hmm. burning the flag is disrespectful and that's legal. There's no way to separate politics from sports, my man. Mm-hmm. The players are human beings and they also have the right to free speech. And that's just that. Mm-hmm. Everyone has free speech. You can make the argument that some of the soldiers died just to give people this free speech, whether they want to kneel for the flag. Um, you know, sometimes you can sit in the middle and just watch everybody just duke it out and have at it. Uh, but when it comes to everything that's been going on, the, the backlash of Drew Brees, you know, he's pretty much put on the pedestal and people are just throwing rocks at him. And so, you know, a part of me feels kind of bad for him at the same time because he's really uh, a great guy. I mean, you like Drew Brees, but at the same <laughs> At the same time, you know, he had four years to really think about what he's going to say. And that, to me, I can't really buy, you know, fully 100%. Even if he no. ch- dramatically changes, and you know, he's all for Black Lives Matter. He's Even if he's in the forefront of the movement nonstop and he has, you know, fundraisers, you know, he can do all that. But it's, it's too little too late, in my opinion. Too little too late. That's right. Yeah. Hey, listen. What's up? Moving on, man. Let's get on another topic. Go ahead. Let's give a let's give our listeners something else to talk about, okay? Yeah, I hear good. The, I hear the I hear there's some things going on in, in baseball. I hear there's a new proposal going on. Can yeah. we uh can we can we feed our followers with some information going on there, Big C's? What's going on, man? Yes. So the Major League Players Association just released their counter proposal again. This is probably like the third or fourth, and they're going back and forth in negotiations, you know, whether or not they're gonna have baseball at all this year. This uh-huh. most recent recent one is proposing an 89 game season where the season will start on July 10th and end on October 11th. Yes. (laughs) And it's crazy to me because, you know, part of me feels like, Hey, these are the players admitting that they don't mind playing until November baseball. (laughs) And uh, I heard from a source, they said that it wouldn't even be a good idea to have a regular season end past October. And if you think about it, I mean, do the players really need to be reminded what the November weather is like, <laughs> especially in the Midwest or the East Coast, the cities without a dome? And when you're looking at postseason games, you know, they can get postponed. And as a matter of fact, you probably don't know this, and I probably, I mean, I actually really do. But uh, back in 2012, when the uh, San Francisco Giants swept the Detroit Tigers in uh, the World Series, after Game 4, there was actually a storm coming in. If there was going to be a Game 5, there would have been two days worth of storms. There wouldn't be a Game 5 or a Game 6, and that would have been definitely postponed. Like I said, wow. that was kind of cutting it close to the beginning of November. So that's kind of a hint of what they're looking at here. And <laughs> you definitely don't want to be in, in those states that's going to be really crazy and cold. Right, with that weather, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, there's some other there's some other little stipulations that that are included in the proposal, from what I understand, that it also includes some opt out rights for all the players. So players who are high risk for COVID-19 or that live with some people like their spouses or some family members, whatever the case may be, who are high risk, they're entitled to full service and salary in the event that they opt out, bro. And then, yeah, and then players who aren't even high risk, they can opt out as well, but they just don't even get the service or salary, but they could still opt out. But the high risk qualification would also, of, of course, be determined by the Major League Baseball Players Association consultant with their medical experts and doctors and 
all that good stuff. And also another stipulation is that if the sides aren't able to agree with this 89 game deal and stuff like that, that the league has the ability to implement its own schedule of its own desired length. And it's focused recently. Yeah, recently it's been focusing on a potential 48-game season. There are sources that are telling ESPN that and all sorts of stuff. So Yeah, that that is crazy. And it's a different type of world, I mean, especially in 2020. We haven't had this type of uh, these protocols where what happens if a player gets this virus? I mean, this is a new territory. And to me... Mm-hmm. In my honest opinion is just going to complicate things a lot more. You know, there's something got to happen. You, you're talking about hundreds of players. You mean to tell me that something's not going to go down? That some there's not going to be controversial uh, players? Oh, that guy got COVID. Why is he on the field? I mean, something you never know. Something crazy can can happen. And uh, a lot of these, you know, I, I really like I said on the. Um, earlier to you uh i really want to see baseball return but part of me is like oh my god are you okay so they're going to be playing without a crowd or is there going to be a crowd let's let's just answer that or or how many how many people will be invited to the stadium what's the whole point of having forty five thousand seats or people are not going to go to the games i mean to me in my honest opinion uh having the crowd there is pretty much 50 to 60 percent of the game um more when it comes to or, or <laughs> more a, than that when that, it comes that's to majors, one of the biggest parts of, of of baseball being baseball is maybe even going to the stadium and going to the game and eating peanuts and oh my god and cracker jacks <laughs> all that singing is you know taking me out to the ball game so yes <laughs> this applies all to major sports obviously lower division sports is not such a big deal you can pretty much have no one at the games and no one's really going to care i'm not sure if you seen what Korean baseball was doing. They're literally putting uh, you know, puppets in the seats in the background. You can see uh, wow. <laughs> the backdrop when the yeah. pitchers are pitching. You can see all the little uh, you know, yeah, Muffets yeah. puppets they put back there. It kind of looks like they're filling out the stadium. I really hope right. we don't stoop down to that level, to be honest and with they, you. And they put the fake uh, crowd noise in the background and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So, um, yeah, like I said, I really want to see baseball return, but... <sighs> Oh man, it is too many back and forth, and it, it really yeah. looks like they're go- they're gonna have to delay this a little more. I mean, to be honest with you, July tenth is a little too promising for a baseball fan. You're more looking at if if they're lucky at the end of July or even beginning of August if they get lucky. Right. Well, that's my opinion. As the track record has been showing us lately, I cannot see a deal being reached between the two sides, which means the league is going to probably be implementing its own schedule, which will be shortened. And I'm sure for less money than the players are initially trying to bargain for. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> yeah, too bad. So sad. And, and like I said, it's it's really eyesore for the game of baseball if it doesn't return. And you got the NBA returning, the NFL. I don't know. What's going on with the NHL? You know anything about that? Hey, the NHL, I kind of, kind of heard a couple of things that they're starting to talk about coming back. They're starting to talk about a new reseed. They're starting to talk about they're looking at how they're allowing fans to come back. They're talking about there's so many kinks to work out. They're looking at that, a 24-team playoff format, but it's super unfair because um, teams like Montreal, who wouldn't have even been in the playoff, like non-playoff teams like Montreal, could end up 
beating strong playoff teams like the Pittsburgh wow. Penguins. 20, in, 24 teams? In, in that's two just like games. the whole, <laughs> that's a lot of teams for the playoffs. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. And it's, and I actually just read right just a second ago that the baseball is trying to go instead of 10 teams in the playoffs, they're trying to go 16 teams. What's up with that? Too? 16 so teams. N- yeah. Yeah. Um, so they got yeah, N- they're NHL trying to, and baseball. They're trying to do, re- the, the, everybody's trying to reseed basketball too. Um, yeah. The uh, major league baseball is trying to do like an eight and eight. So that's going to be different. So I'm trying to think, what is it going to be like the top two in each division or something like that? I know, right. Like they got like so, three, four wild card teams per, per league. I mean, that's going to be ridiculous. Right. So, so anyway, so like the NHL teams have done social distancing models for people in seats. So most arenas based on people being six feet apart in every direction. So they'd only be able to host like 2,000, 2,500 fans at a game. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, that's Um, not a lot of fans. No, not at all. So they're working stuff out. But I I mean, it's better than having puppets in the seats. I'll give you that much. (laughs) (laughs) They got real people there for the, at least- at least for the puppets. I mean, you really, you can't really see the NHL crowd unless you're sitting right behind the glass in the front. So anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, this has been such a fun show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to us. We want to thank all our followers for listening to our podcast. Sees, you got anything for any for everybody out there? Yeah, just make sure to, uh, you know, once again, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Just make sure you follow us. On Twitter at Caesar and Wise Guy, our website CaesarandawiseGuy.com. We're doing this Caesar and the Wise Guy. I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, giving you the sports buzz that you need. This is the Wise Guy. Tune out right. over here. <laughs> Take care, right. everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>